Hey everyone, it's Justin. Welcome. Hope everyone is well. Thank you once again to our friend Jennifer White from Slacker Radio for hosting these interviews. Uh, Slacker is a streaming music service. I think you'll really like it if you check it out. It's fun. It's different. It's They're different from your uh, traditional ones that you hear a lot about. So, also, we have a radio station on Slacker Radio. Uh, that's right. We have our very own radio station. It's called Handmaid's Resistance Radio. We started it last year. It is curated by us. We picked all the music. Slacker helped us put it out there and promotes it for us, and we love them for it, and you need to check it out. Um, currently, we have uh, all kinds of great music out there, including stuff from amazing female artists, you know, songs of empowerment, inspiration, and rebellion from all kinds of people across genres, so you're not going to get just one thing. It's all the music from the show, all the music from these artists that are really um, inspiring and empowering uh, female and feminist causes. So definitely check it out. It's Handmade Resistance Radio, and that is on Slacker Radio. There are two ways to listen. You can download their app for free from the App Store, or you can listen online at slacker.com. Once again, that is Slacker Radio. Please, please, please check them out. Thank you again, Miss Jennifer White. So, Max, you're part of a love triangle. I am a part of Love Triangle. Yeah, it's not like Edward versus, you know, uh, who was the other one? Jacob and Twilight. You know, it's not that hardcore. Do you feel, do you feel that fans are are pulling one way or another? I'm, um, I'm blissfully um, disconnected. I think from, (laughs) um, from the from the audience perception of the show. But I'm delighted that people are connecting to it and. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm Team Luke. I, I, um, I think that what OT does in the show is so um, sensitive and, and beautiful, and, and um, I'm, I'm rooting for them. Well, and there's a family that needs to get back together, but exactly. But um, your character is—it's kind of difficult to pin him down in this show. Um, he's standoffish and kind of non-committal, but then there are these signs of empathy, maybe anger toward his situation, um, but nothing about him is particularly flashy or expected. Talk about character development here. I mean, you're, you're coming into this and the audience isn't let in on everything that, that your character's about. Um, I love that about playing this character. I think that, you know, he's a spy on a spy on a spy and is forced to wear a mask for self-preservation all the time and um, often is bursting and crumbling underneath that. So it's a, it's a wonderful challenge and a really exciting challenge every day when to come on set and, and have to kind of deal with this dichotomy um, that this person's facing. And um, yeah, no, it's, it's, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface of who this person is. And given his situation, he's, he's got to play kind of the straight man. Yes, yes. But then he's prone to these emotional moments and, and emotional outbursts. Is this a, as an actor, is this a, a kind of a stressful thing to go to go through? I mean, you're, there's so much build up and then kind of an explosion sometimes with your character. Oh, it's not stressful at all. Um, uh, it's been a wonderful thing to kind of play a character for such a long time, and and it becomes a part of your sort of fiber, you know, and and it it's actually quite organic. I don't find it. It doesn't cause me anxiety. It's it's normally an opportunity to to explore something, and we work in a very collaborative way on set, not only with the actors but also with the cinematographer and the director. And it feels like we're all kind of we're all kind of forming these performances together. Do you consider Nick a hero? 
I think he um, has heroic qualities, particularly in the first season, but um, those being challenged, his ability to do the right thing um, becomes more and more questionable. You know, he's always, I think he absolutely is heroic in the sense that he intends to do the right thing. Um, he just doesn't always succeed. Nick, do you feel that he represents a certain certain segment of the male population that would fall into this role? Or do you think a certain segment of the male population would react and, and fall into a role that Nick does in the show as participating but not taking advantage of the situation but not because he's not quite on board with it? Speak to that a little bit. Yeah, I think it's incredibly plausible. Um, I do think there's probably been a shift from his um, initiation um, through Sons of Jacob to where we find him in season two. I don't, I don't believe him at this point to be um, somebody who endorses this um, regime in any way. And I think, you know, as a as a member of the resistance, as albeit secretly, I think I think he's very keen to to help bring down this this crazy administration. Now, judging by your shirt, I can tell that you're probably a, a rather politi- politically minded individual. Um, where do you, what country do you spend most of your time in? Because I know there's filming in Canada. Do you mm. live here in the United States for any part? I do. I live in LA. I live here, um, but. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I guess I do sort of live in Canada now. I might certainly spend, we spent uh, seven and a half months, I think, shooting season two. So um, I've been there more than I've been here. Is it difficult, though, to see news about America coming off of the set of The Handmaid's Tale and maybe seeing some things happening in this country that kind of shock you into thinking, oh, oh God, this is two, three steps away from some of the atrocities that we just covered or, or filmed. I, cer- I certainly feel that season two of the show is even more reflective of our current circumstances in a way that I find very emotional um, to watch. Uh, but also, I'm very proud of the fact that I think, you know, The Hermes Tale is on the right side of this conversation. You say you're blissfully unaware of how people are reacting to the show, but it must trickle through sometimes. Um, what kinds of reactions do you get to your character from fans? How do they feel about him? People have been lovely. Um, again, you know, it's sort of when you do stuff like this is when you get to sort of engage with, um, you know, we sometimes we do like a, a panel or something and you get to meet fans of the show and... Um, you know, I think people are very invested in this romance. Um, I think it is uh, a source of hope in a in a in a bleak narrative. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm glad to be a part, an element of the show that is hopefully cathartic. Um, but also, you know, I think I think overall, it's something that is is a really special piece of work that I'm a very I'm a very small cog in this machine. It's, it's the work that. Um, that the filmmakers have done, that what Lizzie has done, it is is so kind of special, and um, I'm relieved that that people have watched it and and are finding something in it. As season two goes on, and please, without giving too much away, what do you hope or, or what do you think that fans will think of uh, or feel about your character by the end of season two? Is this is there uh, any kind of dramatic change that happens or is there a relationship between you and 
and the viewer that that develops a little bit more i think he's he, he's very complicated this year and i think you start to see the seam split a little bit you know what i mean like he's just not able to keep it all together um but I also think that this relationship, um, which I'm very invested in as a fan of the show, um, remains kind of pivotal and hopefully resolves at the end of, of the season in a direction that people will find satisfying. It's really nice to watch the, the, the key character, um, June, have moments of light with you, mm. moments of pleasure, moments of happiness, mm. and and to to serve as that in this series must be uh, I imagine a, a little bit of a burden it comes it all comes from a very dark place but then do you have to kind of lift yourself out of them and and be there as a as a happy or <laughs> passionate person you know it, it, it's got to be tough to go from emotional extremes especially I don't find it to be a burden at all yeah. um, I, Lizzie and I love working together we have a very natural chemistry I think I hope and um, we, we often joke it's very difficult to, to actually, there's times when we have to kind of bury that or the scene's not about um, our romantic connection. It's often difficult for us to play. Those are harder scenes sometimes for us to play. It's a, it's a very natural dynamic. Um, so no, I look, I look forward to those. I look forward to working with her above and beyond because she is um, remarkable at what she does and it makes you better when you're working with somebody that good. Thank you so very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, thank you again to Jennifer White from Slacker Radio for hosting. Once again, find them at slacker.com online or download the Slacker app for free in the App Store. Uh, we hope everyone enjoyed the podcast and is enjoying the interviews. Uh, if you're enjoying us, please let other people know. It's a great way for us to get the word out about the podcast and for you to help us. We are just fans like you doing this show. There's no big marketing budget behind this. There is no big uh, money behind this. So it's really mostly all word of mouth. So if you could give us a shout out on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or wherever you are listening to your podcast or come over to our Facebook page and write us a review. Uh, we would really appreciate it. So once again, hit us up on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. So we'd love to hear from you. And uh, once again, thank you again. Hope you enjoyed the interview and we will see you next time.